You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Hey, your Johnson rod needs some more tugging. <laughs> hey, yo. And Maddie Rose. Didn't have enough boobs and fighting for me. No, there's boobs in Oppenheimer. Yeah, there's a scene. Yeah, but he didn't have enough, Scenes. George. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hey, it's Hour 2. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Brought to you by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. Jason Bukla, scouting analyst for Sportsnet, the pro hockey group. The bottom of the hour. Join us in about 20 minutes. Your chance to get him in. 960-960, name and location. Your favorite... The, the trade proposal that you've been cooking around in your in your in your dome, in your melon, your cranium. Give us your hypothetical Markstrom, Tanev, and Hannafin trade, and then we'll we'll play a few for Jason Bukala. So we'll do. He will he will grade your work because he's very qualified to say you're out to lunch or you're onto something here, kid. Mm-hmm. You're hot tonight. Later yeah. on too. You're talk- getting it. Talk to Ryan Leslie, and uh, we'll talk about a very specific plastic surgery trend. Very specific. Mm. Which you'd be like, really? Mm. Dudes are getting this done? I'll give mm. you a little snippet. A little okay. taste. A little morsel. I mm. wet your whistle just a little bit. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. Uh, they're coming in right now on 960, 960, name and location. Uh, hypothetical trades. Uh, Patrick's also kind of fact-checking you. If you're saying for a first, whether or not that team actually has a first round pick. But we don't know what year it is, right? I, do the Canucks have their first next year? They believe, they have the 2025 first. Okay, yes. all right. So, yeah, they could trade Tanev for a 25 first. Would that work for Conroy and the boys? Probably. Because that's the price, apparently. You give them a first for Tanev. Boom! He's on your roster. Just like that. It's that simple. Pow! Right there. Zam! Right in your building. Kapow! No problem. It's like the old Batman series. <laughs> Adam West and Burt Ward. Bop. All right. Yes. Zoink. Newt. What Newt else? For uh, some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we got on the text line? Is it working now? We had an issue earlier. Yeah. we got Everything's to... working? I think yeah. so. We we think so? I'm pretty All sure. All right. Okay. Excellent. Let's hit it. Okay. Give me a hypothetical trade. My... Sometimes. Is it on? It is on. On. Why isn't it playing? Mm. Oh, oh, great. Oh, great. Da, da, da. We had the guy in. It ain't playing. I'm going to throw these in raw Technical for you. Technical difficulties. My Dang goodness. It. Finally oiled. Machine. Live radio uh, at its finest. Yeah, literally you know, live nasty. radio. You know what? There, We're there, GVP. All right, go ahead. Mm, yeah, it's not Gotta wait for him to load. Not that Here we go. George. You got to give him a second. <laughs> Smooth this morning. Mike from oh. Signal Hill. Okay. Tana and Vancouver's first to Ottawa for Shane Pinto. Oh. I bet you Flame Sands would like that one. Tanev and a first for Shane Pinto? Is that what it was? No. Yeah, it was Tanev and Vancouver's first for Shane Pinto. Mm. Does that have you intrigued, Rose? Mm. Intrigued, yeah. I don't know. What's Shane Pinto? Middle six centerman. I think I think that's Bukula worthy. Yeah, it's a it's a good one that we can float to him. Do you do you want me to tell you if we should share with Bukula or what I think about the deal? 
Because Both. what I think about that deal is that it's fine, but Shane Pinto is kind of like what Michael Backlund is. Hmm. So I understand if you kind of want to replace that, but I don't know. I feel like there's... I would try and get something different with that asset, personally. I also don't think that Ottawa is going to be the team that eventually gets him. I believe he's probably going to stay in the West, as a lot of the insiders have said. And feels probably like going to a playoff team. Ottawa it would be ridiculous if some team was willing to pay the price more than a playoff team to yep. get this guy in and hopefully sign him when you're not even going to sign him for eight years. So what's the point? Doesn't it feel like Tanev's eventually just going to find his way back to Vancouver? I could see it. Yeah. And not the, him, not this year. Wants to go. I yeah. don't think this year. Sure. I think it's tough. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay, keep them rolling. Paul in Chestermere. What do you think of Atena with 50% retained and Mark Strom to the Leafs for Minton, Samsnov, and Lil Jegren, and their first? Oh, boy. Next, Hannafin with 50% retained to the Devils for Mercer and their first. Lastly, take New Jersey's first and the third we got from Vancouver to the Ducks for Zegras. Oh, yeah. Uh, if <laughs> Maddie's not a fan of Trevor Zegers. Oh, literally gross. Yeah, let's get another American who plays the softest game in the NHL. See ya. Habs no, might not a chance. Habs like him. Yeah, great. Seems like enjoy him. He can he can flourish with Cole Caulfield. They're old pals. Yeah, dear friends. Yeah, a lot of size on that line with uh, Trevor Zegers and Cole mm. Caulfield. Yeah. Um. I think it's interesting uh, that uh, the Leafs keep being... Th- uh, there's no way the Leafs are paying that price. No. They actually like what's going on with Lilligren. Connor, do you like what's going on with Lilligren and the Leafs? Yeah, he's really been stepping us for, up for us with uh, Riley gone. Okay. Hell yeah. Big fan. I like that. 5-0 and o without Riley. He was the problem, right? Trade him. Clearly, They're good yeah. overall without Riley. This is why we They've should lost like twice with him. What can they get from Morgan Riley? Yeah, why, why do they, they don't keep need winning? him anymore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you obviously sure. don't, you don't need, need any defenseman. No. None. You, you can do this with this skeleton crew of... I, I will say, I do, I, I do like sticks. the effort of, of that trade. It just, I got confused. There's a lot. Yeah, there was there was a lot of moving parts to that. Like we probably could have split that one up into three pieces yeah. as well. You might as well put a lot of like trade um conditions on it, like the like the Monaghan, Calgary, Montreal one that nobody really knows. Who was going to Toronto in the first part of that deal? Because the Zegers thing really Markstrom. Just, everything else <laughs> right Tanev away. Tanev at fifty percent and Markstrom to the Leafs for Fraser Minton, Elias Samsonov, Timothy Lilligren. And then uh, you take, uh, and then, yeah. No. And a first round pick was yeah, in there it, too, right? And right. a first, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that one was tough. Let's, yeah. let's try to maybe <laughs> pare it down a little bit, make it a little easier for Books, but I appreciate the effort. All right. Keep them going. Brock from Calgary, Mark Strom 50% retained, and Hannafin 50% to New Jersey for Luke Hughes, Colin Miller, Eric Halla, and 2024 first money works out. New Jersey comes out with 400k more than before. See, I, I like I like your ideas, but there's no way in he double hockey sticks. Luke Hughes is coming. Luke Hughes is coming to the Calgary Flames. <laughs> there's no way he's leaving Jersey. Yeah. yeah. What they want to break up the brothers? I'm sure that'll play well with their franchise player. Yeah, great. Yeah. No, you <laughs> right got after Jack Hughes is last week he went. Yeah, it's great when we get saves. So we can actually win a game. Yeah. It was right after Again, the Markstrom listen, thing in Jersey. And I, that did not seem like a coincidence to me. And now you want to trade his brother? Yeah. Jack Hughes going to ask for a deal out of there if you do that. I like uh, I like the effort. Keep him going. I would love Luke Hughes. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, come on. 
He'd fit on the power play for what years to come. It's a video game trade. Sean in Calgary. Mark Strom 30% retain and a 2024 third to New Jersey for 2025 first round pick. Alexander holds an AC level prospect. Okay, Hannafin now we're to talking. FLA for Lundell and a second round pick. Chris Tana to Dallas for uh, conditional but, but first round pick. Stop that one. Stop that C- one. Stop that one. We'll get to that in a second. But the Holtz one, the Jersey one, makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Holtz was the guy that Pinota mentioned to us yesterday. Yes. Huge fan of this young player. Uh, a top 10 pick. Swedish player. Shoots the lights out. Has maybe been a little bit slow on his descent to the NHL, but this year is really starting to find a footing. And I will say, saw him score the other day. Looked like a guy who might have an idea. He might be heading out of town. Just saying. Mm. Just saying. Didn't look too overly excited so, to score a big goal in that uh, Devils-Capitals game. Yeah, let's play Books that part with the Devils. And did he have his name in it? Oh, Sean. Okay, Sean. He's got a part two to this, too. Yeah. Per, uh, yeah. Okay, get, well, let's get the part, part two, two as well. All right, yeah. let's do yeah. it. Hannafin to FLA for Lundell and a second-round pick. Chris Tana to Dallas for conditional first-round oh. pick and C-level prospect. Once again, one at a time. But Hannafin for Lundell would be incredible. Lundell is an excellent piece. If you're talking about a center who can play in your top six and goes both ways, Lundell is a much more intriguing player than a Shane Pinto to me. But doesn't that, that would only be if Hannafin signed an extension with the Panthers, right? What's what's wrong with that? No, nothing's wrong with that. I'm just saying to Giving give up a guy much, like yeah. yeah, to give up a guy like him, it would have to be an extension. Yeah, yeah. I also think listen, that a lot. Of, there's no wrong answers here. I also well, well, Bukla will tell you if you're wrong. Florida's but there's, there's some wrong answers. <laughs> we'll do that coming up. The, Luke Hughes leaving Jersey is a yeah, wrong the answer. The thing with but, Florida extending Noah Hannafin is they've got. Two other guys they have to worry about extending as well, and Sam Ryan yeah. and Carter. Versus they got a Swaggy. lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, I'm not, I'm you not even can't stop him hey? anything else. Okay. But for Swaggy. That, that is a good nickname. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. That's good. <laughs> like Arbor Jack guy with the Habs is Wi-Fi. Yeah. I think that's an incredible nickname. Had himself a game yesterday. Yeah, he did. He was a big clapper. The breaks off of Casey Middlestad. Um. Okay. How many? Let's let's do both three or four more. We only got one more in the hopper here. Okay. All right, Perfect. We got lots in the. Yeah, it's how good they were, though. I'm not putting the crazy no, ones okay. in there. Okay. Hannafin to Detroit for Nate Danielson. First, second to Calgary. Like Nate Danielson. Yeah. Big guy. Good prospect. Big, uh, big member of Team Canada, if I'm not mistaken, yep. at the World Juniors. Uh, he was one of the players in his draft year that I believe he went ninth or eighth overall. And he was the type of guy that when he was drafted, everyone went, oh, um, he wasn't so high on our list, but Steve Eiserman drafted him. So as a result, you start to believe he probably should have been higher on your list. Played in the WHL, uh, just a good leader, just a good all-around hockey player, a good Western Canadian hockey player. And I don't know if that's someone that Eiserman would be overly eager to part with, but at the same time, you got to give up. Uh, we also got a text, no more Americans. <laughs> like, Listen, uh, let me break it to you. Matt, Matt Coronado, Dustin Wolf, uh, the two prized prospects of the Calgary Flames, they were born in the good old U.S. of A. I, I think as a blanket statement, yeah. 
It's a little aggressive. Yeah. Especially now with how the Americans are developing players at an incredible clip. Yeah, like you, you can't just say no. Yeah, yeah. You, no Americans. Yeah, yeah uh, it's like, good. Probably like not what? the best idea. Like you're what the the American national right. team? Like they're not taking guys that don't go to NCAA. I don't see that happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I there are certain players that I think you can get, and there are certain players that just you can tell that certain things are not going to fly with them. And I don't think this is a place that Trevor Zegers would call home. Coming from Anaheim. Yeah. Those feel like stark differences. Sure. Like in the same sense that Matthew Kachuk went from here to Florida. Yeah. Can you get any more opposite on the spectrum? No kidding. As far as taxes, weather, fan engagement. Yeah. Literally opposite ends. He can live. Nobody knows who he is. You imagine how much Trevor Zegers would be griped about if he played in a big market. Like Vancouver or Toronto. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like he... If he played here, there'd be a lot of attention on him. People know right away, walking around the city, people know, recognize him right away. Yeah. Some guys want it. Some guys don't want it. 100%. Tana and Markstrom to Jersey for Schultz, Nemec, Vanasek, and first pick. (laughs) You ain't getting Nemec. It's it's fun to dream. I think like the thing about Nemec is I believe when they made that pick at second overall, that they were ready to do something else with that pick too, Mm -hmm. that they weren't necessarily set on going up and making it, but because they had it, they took the best player available who was Simon Nemec and they do have a bit of a log jam on their back end. He's playing a lot of minutes this year, mostly because they've dealt with a lot of injuries to their defense. I don't necessarily think it's totally out of the rule that they move Nemitz, but I also think that, you know, maybe that's more of a, a Hannafin type deal because Hannafin also plays the left side, which Nemitz does. Hannafin would maybe fit within their kind of championship window a little bit more, but then you're maybe looking at like a one for one or like maybe even the flames have to add something in. So I don't know. All right. Let's do a couple more before we get to the break. Hannafin to Detroit for Nate Danielson. First, Second to Calgary. We heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Ned in Coldale. Noah Hannafin to Boston for Jake DeBrusque. First round pick in 2025 and prospect Trevor Kuntar. Hmm. Any relation to former Habs goaltender Les Kuntar? Hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Can we fact check that? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Right now. We'll find out. Uh, yes, his dad is Les Kuntar. Boom! Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a pull. Nailed it. See, that's a pretty, that's a rare last name. So yeah, it would make so sense. So yeah. the first, uh, the first NHL game I ever attended was a Habs Sabres game in Buffalo. And I was so jacked up to see Patrick Waugh, who gets a start. Les Kuntar. Les Kuntar. <laughs> I really, uh, I really don't want Jake DeBrusque. No? No. Funny how he rescinded his uh, trade request. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah. As soon as the coach left? Yep. yep. I don't know if it was that funny. I think it was pretty black and white what happened there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, one more before the break. That's all we got. Okay, all right, fine. I like two more that have just come in on the text line. The first one is Hannafin for Marco Casper in a pick. Well, let's, let's work those out during the break, and we'll play them for books. Well, we got to actually get him some actual questions in here as well. But no, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. We'll do all of that. 
All right. Jason Bukula next. Big Show, Russick and Rose. And your trade proposals. 960 The Fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Brought to you by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. At the top of the hour, Ryan Leslie. Sportsnet Flames host will join us. Uh, We're going to ask him. I think it's widely known that Jacob Markstrom has been the Flames' best player all season. Well, who's like the second and third best player so far? Who's having the best years? Second and third on the Calgary Flames. We'll ask Ryan Leslie that. Uh, We'll also tell you about a a very specific plastic surgery trend among men. Very specific. Mm. We'll do that in the program as well. But right now, and we've taken some of your hypothetical trades... Jason Bukula, scouting analyst for Sportsnet, the pro hockey group on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Books, always a pleasure. Thanks for this, pal. How are you? Absolutely. Good morning, fellas. I'm, I got to tune in to hear what this uh, magic <laughs> surgery is. I'm curious myself. Though. You might want to get it done yourself when it's all said and done. Oh, boy. Uh, like, where do we start? Yeah. Where do we start? <laughs> Don't agree to anything he's saying. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we'll do that in uh, the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we got our listeners to send in. Some hypothetical Markstrom, Hannafin, and Tanev trades. Do you want to do those now or at the end of the interview? No, whenever you want. It's fun stuff. Whatever. Uh, all right. Well, whatever the listener wants to do first, I'm I'm all I'm in. Okay, so let we'll we'll give you some of our questions first, and then uh, sure. we'll get into some listener text messages. Um, wanted to ask you uh, about this whole Chris Tanev situation. Are you in the camp that many insiders are saying? Some of the guys we've interviewed on the radio station that. Once the Flames get a first-round pick for Chris Tanev, that deal gets done right away. Are you in the same camp? I am. I think that there's first-rounders floating around out there. The, the, the thing is that with Hannafin still out there, um, you know, I think that Hannafin in a lot of circles is the preference, obviously, for a variety of reasons, youth being one, and if they can – get them to agree on an extension. But uh, beyond that, I would definitely assume at this point that if Calgary has the best first round slot available from whoever the trading partner is, I'm not looking at the grid right now, but of course, you know, some teams are going to be, you know, trending 30 where some teams are going to be trending 22, 23 on projection. And, um, so take the best one and, and let's let's get after it. I the one thing I'm concerned about, we've addressed it in the past, is that the longer you let Tanev play towards the deadline, uh, the more he only knows how to play the game one way, fellas. So I mean, I always you know it's it's risky. You don't want him to get injured uh, a week and a half before deadline, and then the asset can't be moved for you know uh, injury reasons. So um, yeah, I, you know the the sooner the better, and if you're comfortable with it, let's make it happen. Books, I wanted to ask you, what is safer from the Flames' perspective? Trying to nab a first-round pick in a draft that you've come on and said maybe this isn't the, the strongest first-round uh, deepest. deepest draft uh, in a bit. But if you're the Flames, what's a safer move? That first-round pick or an established prospect? Established prospect for me, except I will say this. So this is where it becomes strategic, the discussion, because they do own, you know, their, well, their pick in the first round has got all those conditions on it, but let's just say that they've got their own pick and they got Vancouver's pick. So now if they add another one, um, now what you're looking at is an opportunity to, 
uh, parlay those two later round picks into a mid round, call it a 12 or, or, or sooner even 10 to 12. Let's just say for argument's sake, you can parlay those two later round picks into an earlier first round pick. So now I'm getting closer in value in that draft slot to where I'm comfortable with some prospects with other organizations. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is that the later half of the first round um, is average. I think there's better prospects out there. So on balance, I want the prospect. Second strategy is if I pick up the second first round pick, now I'm, I'm in control of potentially moving up in the draft and having something that might be on par with that prospect anyways. So it's strategic that way. There's a handful of players that have kind of been brought up recently that I, I'd like to get your opinion on, uh, mostly from other groups. And it kind of relates to some trade proposals with the Flames and stuff like that as well. But one of the players is Alexander Holtz in New Jersey. Um, mm -hmm. We were talking to David Pinota of the fourth period, who mentioned that he believes that Holtz was part of the package that might have been included in a Markstrom deal with the Devils. Just maybe a thought on Holtz and and what type of player he could be at the NHL level? Well, I mean, you know, the, <laughs> Holtz can do a variety of, of things, guys. Um, a, he can skate, which is, you know, the first thing that we're looking for. Um, I think that on balance, you got some some an opportunity to tap into some more offense there than um, people maybe like you know when we picked up Sharon Govich like. Um, it was kind of like, you know, let's hope this works out type of a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of taking the same thing, the same route with Holtz. And, and he's worth the um, not only the investigation, but he's worth a little bit of the risk in my estimation. So I'm, uh, as I'm doing this right here, I'm looking back on some of my reports. So bear with me as I foam at the mouth for a sec. But, um, you know, obviously you're looking at, at that situation at a prospect who can play it worse in the middle of the lineup. And, uh, and play with some pace and some at-worst secondary skill. So I like that because, again, you're getting, for me, an, an NHL type of uh, candidate, uh, full-time NHLer back in, in addition to the draft pick. So um, this is where I'm going with this, with this um, cycle at the draft. And I'm not sure, like when I get into about 28 to 32 on my list right now, fellas, I'm already getting into third liners and, and at some cases, third pairing D. And that's very early in the draft cycle to be thinking that. Now, listen, it can play out. It's going to play out by the time June arrives. I understand that. I get it. But we're two weeks away from deadline, so you go with what you know right now. And um, so on balance, that's why you start looking at guys like Colts. I wanted to also ask you about Mason Lowry, another player that we've kind of had texted in more often than not, but if the mm. Boston Bruins and the Flames end up being partners, he feels like a prospect that might be of interest to the Calgary Flames. Yeah, uh, Lowry had, I, I believe, maybe the longest shift of any defenseman in the league last night. <laughs> I don't know if you guys were watching it a little bit, but... Uh, um, he so was just Lowry bent over the boards on the bench there, just absolutely... Oh finished yeah. after that shift it was unbelievable i think it ended up being like three and a half minutes and he could barely stand up in the face-off circle by the end of the third whatever icing or whatever it was so anyways i digress um i like that i like i like the fact that uh lowry would be would be involved in in anything again you can't get enough d fellas i i, I know it, it sounds redundant sometimes but you really can't um and with low right, you're getting a guy that uh, he's rangy, he's big, he's rangy, he can, 
he's not going to, uh, you know, necessarily bring uh, a ton of offensively, but I like his compete. I like the fact that he's, uh, he's going to be involved physically. I'm just looking up what he's got for hits and stuff this year as we speak, because, you know, if we're going to be throwing this stuff at me, I want to look at my reports properly, but uh, yeah, you know, age obviously has to factor into it, but you know, I think he can penalty kill. He's never going to be on the power play. He's going to lean on people, and uh, he's got great size. So, you know, he's he's going to be – I think he's got like over 100 hits. He does have over 100 hits in a limited role. So if a guy bumps his ice time from, call it, 15 to 18 and a half or 19, whatever it may be, now you're looking at a 200-hit-plus guy over the course of the season. Uh, everybody likes that. Uh, wouldn't be 200 hits in Calgary. It's tough to, uh, to get hits in uh, <laughs> hey, the tough street down in the on that. Toughest three in the league uh, to get down. a hit. Uh, Books, uh, the Saddle Dome here uh, in Calgary. Um, the name Rasmus Anderson has been thrown around by a couple insiders here. Do you think there's a scenario where the Flames act- actually trade him? And if they do, what kind of haul would they get for him? Oh, my God. I wouldn't trade Rasmus Anderson at all. Like, I mean, I'm not an insider, so I'm just a strategist, right? So um, that's not happening on my watch. I don't like it, you know. I think you got Uyghur and Anderson. Uh, this is a retool, not a rebuild for me. So why am I doing that is my first question. Um, second of all, um, you know, he's part of the leadership group. He's a right shot. If they did put him on the wire, um, oh, my, like now we're starting to – so you'll get less for t- – I'll put it to you this way. If you had Hannafin, Anderson, and Tanev all on, on the wire at the same time, all of a sudden you're getting a second rounder for Tanev because there's only so many first rounders to go around. But a haul for Anderson, like it's going to be getting close to Hannafin territory, somewhere in the same range because he does a variety of things. So you're talking first rounder this year, um, early second rounder next year, and the top grade prospect in my estimation. And there might be a, a you know a late pick that the Flames flip out in there as well. But um, you know if they ever did that, there better be there better be an immediate roster player coming back to help me in my retool or I better have another trade in the drawer where I can uh, add a defenseman on the back end to replace him. This these conversations always bubble up around this time of year when you have a team who is outside of the postseason. Every one of the roster players start becoming someone of a conversation piece for you what is important for the fans to know as far as how much can be done by a front office at once how much plates can you be balancing in the air while you're trying to deal with some obviously priority things in Hannafin and in Tanev you got to be careful fellas like uh, yes you know this isn't like the, the Calgary Flames aren't the San Jose Sharks so you know we're building up draft capital obviously it's really important to to hit on some uh on the right guys uh, with your draft uh, capital there's no question about that but you know we got some really good players on this roster we're going to be opening up some cash um depending on what goes on with marquee we're going to be younger in goal next year for sure um but this isn't uh you know i'm taking calls but i'm not blowing this thing up so every call i take i'm assessing and, and, and taking my time making every decision here i'm not this isn't fantasy hockey. This is a franchise that needs a retool, not a rebuild, and it's delicate. So don't everybody get their rear end in a knot and get too excited and start trading out everything here. Let's uh, let's not be chasing the game for five years after this trade deadline. Jason Bukula, Sportsnet scouting analyst, the Pro Hockey Group, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show 
Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Um, is is goalie value going back up now, Books? Because it seems like uh, even a couple years ago, uh, goaltenders are not going for what fans or media think they should be going for now. But now with the scarcity of the position, with so many teams need so much goaltending, is goaltending kind of back on the rise and what a good goaltender would cost on the trade market? Yeah, this is interesting to me. So it... <laughs> My my gut says yes, um, you know, especially because there's some teams called the New Jersey Devils, uh, even Carolina with, you know, Freddie Anderson's coming back, but who knows with the blood clot situation, that's like an unknown. Um, these teams are in like win now mode. So that obviously uh, increases the value of, of what they need most, which is a goaltender. There's, there's no question in my mind, New Jersey for sure needs a goalie. Um, so having said that, um, you know, there's probably seven or eight goalies that could switch teams here. You know, Mark Andre Fleury being one, you want, you know, what that veteran one be, you know, Marky's a one, a, so if Marky were to go, um, it's going to, it's going to bring back a ton of assets in return, but I'm going to say this as well. As soon as he's gone, if Carolina is still in the market for a goalie, it downgrades the value of the next move because, uh, there's only a couple of guys shopping in a pool that's got seven goalies. And if they're looking for a, a B or a backup, um, they're going to get less in return. So as, as soon as the first guy goes, call it Marky, he's the best one. Um, then that's going to be the haul. And then after that, it's just going to kind of sell itself up. One of the things that uh, you had mentioned when I had uh, reached out yesterday was this Russian player that might be coming over to North America and, and many teams are interested, uh, perhaps a dozen. Can you tell us a little bit about Maxine Siplikov? Yeah, so, I, you know, some of the people I've worked with over the years in Russia, I reached out to them. You know, I hear over here through, you know, guys like Elliot that there's, as many as 12 teams that have met with them. I don't know if the Flames are one of them. I'm, you know, again, I'm not an insider, but I, I, I can tell you this. Siplikov's on his last year of his contract at uh, Spartak Moscow there in, in the KHL. He scored six goals in his last, uh, or pardon me, 32 goals in his last six seasons playing for that club. This year he's gone off. He's, you know, 32 or 33 goals now, and he's had a heck of a season. He's a big rig. He's 6'3", 190. Uh, he can play all situations. I don't call him a burner. Average plus skater in transition. Um, limited bump, but I'm not sure about that because in the KHL, it's not a real physical league. So time will tell, you know, how physical he would be on the smaller ice surface because obviously you got to run into people over here. Here's my, here's my thing. I'm always concerned when a Russian player, I'd like to have him, okay, and he'd be on a one-year deal, so the risk is low. He'd be like 975, like when Kuzmenko came over. But I'm always concerned when a Russian player all of a sudden wants to come to North America. He's going off in the KHL. And by the way, his contract's up with his KHL team as well. I feel like I could be like the uh, icing on the Oreo cookie in that situation. And it's like, you know, I'm getting used a little bit. So, you know, you really have to do your homework. But now that you guys have Kuzmenko, it's just a name to keep an eye on because if he's really, truly interested in coming over, he's kind of, he's only 26 years old. He's found lightning in a bottle. Maybe there's something there. Books, you ready to uh, play some hypothetical trade uh, scenarios from our listeners with uh, Hannafin, Tanev, and Markstrom? Yeah. All right. Uh, Texty McTexterson, uh, Books, is our Sportsnet 960 to fan text reading robot, and he's going to read some of the text messages for you. Here we go. Here's (laughs) trade scenario number one. Darcy from Evergreen. Markstrom to Carolina for Peter Kochetkov. 
Bradley Nadeau, and a First Flames retained 25% Markstrom salary. Your thoughts? Okay, what was the last part? The, the, the flame, end of first, and then the Flames retained 25%. That's how that ended? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I don't I don't necessarily think they need uh, Kolchikov back, and I'm not so sure Carolina would do that mm. because they need uh, they need two goalies, uh, guaranteed two goalies, and they don't know that Freddie's going to be 100% healthy. Um, so you'd be having to maybe shop in different waters, but I like the fact that you're bringing back Bradley Nadeau. Um, you know, he's, he's hit the ground running at the college level coming out of uh, tier two. You're also going to get the first round pick uh, back in return. Um, so we're on to something. I would be shopping for an extra pick in that deal as well. Okay. Great job, Darcy. Uh, boost kind of like when we were selling. All right. Keep them rolling. Greg in varsity. Tana and Mark Strom with max retention to New Jersey for Dawson Mercer, Alex Holds, and a first. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Okay. A, a blockbuster. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, going to need again, I'm going to go down that road. We're going to need another pick out of that deal because Marky's got term. We don't know that Hannafin's going to uh, re up there, but, you know, there's going to be questions asked uh, in trade for Hannafin if they can talk to him, right? Like they're going to ask if they, the team's going to ask if they can talk to him in advance to see if there's an extension in the drawer. So um, that changes things. You're going to need another pick out of Jersey in this situation. Dawson Mercer, love him. So that would be a really, really huge ad for uh, the Flames going forward. He's a dog on a bone. He does more than just score. He's tenacious, uh, doesn't go away. Um, I'll I'll give you a real quick story, guys. When I scouted him in Drummondville in in the Quebec League, uh, which is a really think think back. Us old guys can think back like the old Boston Garden and the old oh, yeah. Buffalo Odd, like those small yeah. rinks. Drummondville's like that. It's small. There's nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. The skilled guys sometimes don't like that. Not him. Like he was running around scoring goals. Uh, he was a hell of a player in junior, and he's he's going to be a hell of a pro. So um, you need another pick out of that one, though. Uh, so you'd be looking at at least. Jersey's uh, second round pick next year. I prefer, uh, I'd ask for two first, but uh, settle on the second in 2025. Is Mercer a top line player or more of a middle six guy? I think he's a middle six. I think he's a two and a half. Um, you know, he's, he's a two uh, with some grit, uh, but he's not going to go off as a high end two. You know, like he's not going to be like Suzuki, who might be a 75 or 80 point guy. Mercer might get 70 points, call it 65, but the way he goes about his business will be way more effective for the team game. All right, let's keep him rolling. This is super fun. Let's go. Mick in Calgary. Mark Strom to Jersey for a first and Alex Holds. Okay. Yeah, so again, we need, uh, you know, we need, we need more than that because of the fact that Marky has term. So, um, you know, we just talked about Mercer. Um, let's also not forget that Jersey's got some real good prospects in their organization. So, um, I would be keep an eye on a name like a Seamus Casey who plays at the mm. university of Michigan. Yep. He's a right shot, right shot D who can quarterback the power play and uh, real smart, real, real smart in his own, not heavy. He's like a buck 80, but uh, crafty smart. You know what I mean? He jumps mm-hmm. to plays quicker than his opponents. So I would shop, uh, in, in those waters as well. Um, what are what are your thoughts on Holtz? Well, like I was saying, like you know, 
Holtz doesn't excite me as much as these other names like Mercer and even Casey. Like I, I, I like Holtz. Like there's, there's no problem with Holtz. I'm trying to, uh, to, to figure out, you know, where he fits down the road in the, in the entire landscape of the lineup. Um, uh, let's, where is he here? Just give me one sec. I, I have a, I just did a scouting report on him. So let me, uh, my program's not, you put me on the spot. And of course my program doesn't load on my end. Um, First of all, of course, you know the contract's great, right? So he's he's signed, uh, you know, he's like nine hundred grand or whatever. I know that. Um, so, guys, like thirteen, he's a he's a minus nine. I like the fact that he can produce at even strength um, for one. Like he's going to push the play. So, again, I don't I see him as a I don't see him as a top six. You know what I mean? Like I I see him as a guy that's going to be in the middle of your lineup, but. Um, you know, he's a skilled guy who plays both sides, which is a bonus and he's young. Um, and he's, he's got a little weight to him too. Like he's, he's not light, but he's not punishing. So, um, seventh overall pick two in 2020. That's curious to me why, why they would, uh, cause he's on the roster. That's, that's a curious one for me, but, uh, let's call him middle six, hopefully second line. If he keeps hitting 20 plus goals is not out of the question for sure. So uh, you like the offense, and uh, and you take a chance there for sure. But if I had a choice, and they said Mercer or Holtz, I'm going Mercer all day. Uh, real quick, Books, just aside, um, an aside. Uh, the 2020 draft, obviously, that was uh, no teams played playoffs the whole COVID year, and then 21 the COVID year. Are those drafts like just a giant asterisk that we didn't get the sample size that we normally do, and a lot of teams were just kind of playing the guessing game? Yeah, there's a lot of curiosity still floating around there. And, you know, it's at the, you know, we're seeing kids from that draft class uh, arrive in the NHL and, you know, we're still learning a lot about them. I think the development curve uh, of them was affected. And then lastly, what I would say too is that it's fast forward even to this draft class now uh, going through that COVID year where they missed a lot of time. Um, There's a little bit of a, there's a lot of anomalies jumping out right now, fellas. So a lot of work has to be done. All right, let's get to a couple more before we say goodbye. Sean in Calgary. Mark Strom, 30% retain and a 2024 third to New Jersey for 2025 first-round pick. Alexander holds an AC-level prospect. Okay. You guys are really on the Holtz train out there. eh? That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Say that. Repeat that to me again. I kind of lost it. So your your robot's killing me here. So tell me that. Tell me about that again. (laughs) Mark Strom, 30% retain and a 2024 third to New Jersey for 2025 first-round pick. Alexander holds an AC-level prospect. Yeah, we, you know, again, because because Marky's got term, guys, you need you need more than that. Okay. Great, mm-hmm. A goal, great A goalie. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more. Hannafin with 50% retention to Boston for a first in 2025 and Mason Loray. Okay. Hmm, interesting. So, and that one there, you're taking the risk that Boston's going to fall off in the next couple of years um, when you start thinking out that far in the draft. I don't mind this because next year's draft's way. Oh God, I, I just said it. I'm sorry. It's 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 uh, it's way deeper than than this. Let's just say that. So, um, yeah, like we're going places now. We got, okay. we have, uh, we have a defenseman who's going to play, uh, play minutes. He already is. And then we got a first round pick. So we're getting there. And that makes sense because Hannafin being a Boston guy, um, you can see him wanting to go back there. All right. One more. 
Tainaya with 50% retention and a fourth to Toronto for a first and Will Lajeson. Mm. Lajeson. Tanev? Yeah. For a first and Will Lajeson? Yep. Um, so this makes sense, right? Um, that is interesting to me. I would probably do that deal. And especially because Tanev has control of where he goes, um, it probably makes sense. So, yeah, I would bite at that. And I think the Leafs are a team that's going to finish between 20 and 24. So you uh, now I start packaging that Vancouver pick that I've already acquired, and I, and I re-strategize the front half of my first round. So, yeah, I would do that. Uh, real quick, we just got a text, too. So this means Calgary fans are undervaluing maybe Jacob Markstrom a little bit, Books. I think Calgary fans are because, and well, the the fan base doesn't know the market. To be fair, right? So right. New Jersey's in a in the position right now. If it's New Jersey, if it's Carolina, Carolina especially, these are teams that believe that they could be at, at worst conference finalists if they get if they get goalie here. So imagine it that way, um, and that drives up the price because, um, well, reality is we want to do go deeper in playoffs for all the reasons besides winning. You know, economics for one, a couple of schmill a, a game. Uh, you know, into the coffers of the owner, it never hurts anything. So, um, Marky's the Marky's the the bell of the ball, and that's that's driving up price there for sure. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is uh, the prom king that everybody wants a piece of. Uh, Books always terrific stuff as usual. Thanks for playing along. Uh, real quick, how did our listeners do with the, with the trade proposals? I like them actually. I got to okay. be honest; like, these are well informed people. Like. You know, nothing that was absolutely asinine. I like the fact that they made me think here on my feet, which is uh, which is always fun and never never easy to do before ten o'clock in the morning and two coffees if <laughs> it, you get it, my it, drift. It's true. Uh, Books, terrific stuff. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, pal. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks. There's See Jason Bukula, scouting analyst for Sportsnet and the Pro Hockey Group on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, we know Jacob Marstrom's had the best season for the Calgary Flames. I don't think there's any question about that. But who's had the second and third best season on the team? Let's ask Ryan Leslie that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.